Broadcasting live from the relative safety of the luxury suite on Kylum. It's Tap Tap Concede. Hello and welcome to Tap Tap Concede. This week we're talking about what we think about new Phyrexia, the draft format specifically, and uh, perhaps the plane's a bit of a giveaway to <laughs> how our record's been. But uh, joining me this week is me, Kathleen, and... Hi, I'm Nelson. And... Huh? Cameron! Hooray! Hmm. So we're all here to weigh in on what we think. Um, so basically, before we get started on any of that, though, I have to thank what we think. We, I have to tell you what we think about our wonderful sponsors, CardKingdom.com. CardKingdom.com is a veritable kingdom of cards. It's a tautology of uh, uh, sealed product, drat. What starts with T and is about magic? Um, Tokens. Time wasters, maybe? <laughs> hmm. Anyhow, go if you want to order some singles anywhere in the world or sealed product somewhere in the Americas, well, America, uh, you can do so by going to cardkingdom.com and, and using our affiliate code, which is slash LRR. And you say, loading ready run sent me, button please. You get a button that says a pox upon the auto tapper. And uh, so that's if you need any singles from a union shipped shop. So that's kind of fun. And also things that are fun is that you support us through our Patreon. And I'm looking at the wrong cameras. I do this again. So much fun. I really appreciate that you pay me to be mediocre at introducing these podcasts. but And also James to be running the board and Cameron and Nelson to be here and the lights on and the insurance and all of those things that you need to do. And we really appreciate your support. So, uh, and if you aren't, supporting on patreon you could just tell your friends and listen in and enjoy or comment in the youtube comments below all of that is also great thanks for your engagement all right with that out of the way it's time to get to one i i personally have not had good luck in this format so i'm going to weigh in for many of my thoughts and i'm just going to pick your guys's brains but i did ask graham for his insight and his insight was blue is not bad Although some people thought blue was bad. I think mm -hmm. the limited resources podcast was a met on blue or something that may have shifted some opinions. It certainly doesn't look immediately as powerful and impactful as the other colors. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the first poison counter is real important mm -hmm. and you need a turn to play. Yeah, I think um, my, my overall impression on it is if you are going to do the turn one tap land, turn two prophetic prism, turn three Phyrexian Atlas, your turn four better be good. Um, yeah, I think you need like multiple spells on turn four if that's your plan, probably. Yeah, uh, and as someone who loves dirtling around, uh, you know it, it it punishes you if you are if you stumble, um, or if you don't really affect the board in the early turns, you are going to have a difficult time catching back up uh, because your opponent can quite easily do turn one crawling chorus. Turn to uh, the uh, the Selesnia signpost uncommon. Right there's a there's some sort of Phyrexian lord for a yeah. green and a white, where your other toxic creatures get plus one plus. Yeah, one. It, it anthems your toxic creatures, yeah. and you know that's that is a beating. Uh, although that also isn't a guarantee that you're going to have a good game because I've definitely had that on the draw, and faced that from my opponent on the play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And at that point, I was just like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I am facing my, I am doing this exactly one turn behind my opponent. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I think a lot of this format comes down to actually the draft or the pool and your deck building and being able to both uh, punish the opponent when you have the initiative or press the initiative and play a reactive game when you are on the draw. Also, don't miss your land drops. Yeah, no, I, I want to agree with uh, everything Cam said. Uh, this, oh, no worries. So this format gets going really quick. Um, and I think the Slesnia Toxic beatdown is kind of like the first good deck to look at to understand the shape of it. Um, Crawling Chorus, a common one drop supported by Slaughter Singer or, you know, a variety of other friends in that kind of white aggro, maybe Toxic plan. There's a, there's a, three one that can have indestructible once uh in white that's sort of like the the equivalent of you know the good the good blade they keep giving us some some version of blade plus hmm. and i like that one as well among two drops from white and then other commons you'll tend to get kind of closed out with um if you're playing a white deck can include basilica shepherd and flensing raptor thank you bladed and blast ambassador is who i'm thinking of um so the toxic cards and the oil cards uh, and the proliferate cards all kind of like blend together to make an interesting sort of churning soup of beatdown uh, in the in the white green deck at least. Mm -hmm. The oil the oil cards do a bunch of different things, but one of the things they do well is kind of fit in with the toxic cards if you have some proliferate cards. Like the three abilities can all work together pretty well. Mm. Um, so it's less like a I have an oil deck. I have a toxic deck. I have a deck proliferate. It's like, just grab all of them if they're in your colors. You absolutely can do that. Like there's like uh, the last um, ah. deck that Adam drafted during the very last few minutes of the fam jam. I think he only got one game in before we said goodnight last night. Uh, he was just blue, red oil. And you can absolutely take that. And like both the toxic and the oil decks want to have proliferate. But another thing we noticed was just that most decks will have like at least one toxic card in them. Mm -hmm. because you know the nature of that ability and the way that they've assigned it went in terms of like the power of the cards like let's look at the uh common i'm sorry i can't remember any of the names of the cards james there's a common green uh, five mana four four haste oh it's the so that's one you'll see got toxic tyrannax atrocity i found it in my mm -hmm. my list here um so tyrannax atrocity is a pretty good example like it doesn't have trample it has toxic three and it has haste but it's a five mana four four haste. So in green at common, that's like already a pretty good rate. If it didn't have toxic, you would still play this card a fair bit. So even if you're like ignore the toxic ability on a bunch of these creatures, they still make for like fine inclusions in your damaged based win plan. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have also noticed that uh, a four 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 is the real magic number on this board. Most things are like. The, the really like big roadblocks that are hard to attack around tend to have be like two fours right. and stuff. So four is like, oh, I'm going to eat your big thing. Yeah, there's a lot of like kind of the shape of the combat is there's like some twos and then some threes and then some fours. And then after that, there's there's fewer creatures, I think, that uh, you're seeing play regularly that are bigger than four. Mm -hmm. um, I did play the spider. There's this hilarious six mana, six five reach trample. I can't remember the name of that one either, but that was oh, another right. common that I liked. Yeah and, and, yeah. and every now and then you'll have a game where you just play this six drop. If you've been, if you've been behind, you know, your opponent starts with one drops and stuff, and then you're down at five life. But then if you just have an X five, 
sometimes they just stop attacking. Mm -hmm. And so that's nice. And always the play that I'm looking to be in. Like, I prefer to be the, like, slower player in most draft environments. And so my first draft, um, I got really run over and had to learn, you know, don't play a deck with a low number of two drops pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Along with Crawling Course, let's keep talking about the one drops of the format. So Red has several. Uh, The first kind of most interesting one I want to talk about is Exuberant Fuseling. Uh, so this is an another card that uses oil counters. It's a, a one red mana for a zero one trample and plus one plus zero for each oil counter on it. But it gets an oil counter whenever it enters the battlefield and whenever another creature artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield. So it's nice on turn one because it like stands a chance of attacking turn two. And then it doesn't get to attack for several turns. But then eventually it's a five one trample. And so the rest of your game plan might support it you know, this is the ideal scenario. Obviously, it's like kind of a bad top deck. Although with Trample plus a Pump Spell, you can do something. Just being part of your set of one drops to get your attacking plan going. Um, I think it it's it turns out it's worth playing. When I when I first saw it, I was like, well, this card's real bad. Don't play this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had to like lose to it. <laughs> so then after doing that once, I was like, okay, Exuberant Fusling, I see you. But I think the truth is just like any of these one drops, like, you know, as long as your deck has one or two of them even then you stand a chance of having the most beautiful curve out mm. Mm. this this is this is the red necrosquito which is also right. a card that people kept telling me was good but i think you have to be more in a way to get oil to to make that card the necrosquito let's talk about that one too so that's a four drop in black an uncommon three in a black for uh it's like a two two flying it enters with two oil counters and gets plus one plus one for each oil counter but whenever another creature artifact you controls it dies you know it gets another oil counter just like the fusling Mm -hmm. so like you were saying so this one um ideally you can play it on four and then like force some trades Mm-hmm. And it just gets to hang back, and then eventually, if you can just turn it into a three-three or four-four flying, even usually you can win a game of limited with just that. Um, whereas the exuberant fuseling doesn't really get to attack twice after turn one. Like if it, it might get to attack on turn two, and then it can attack every time you have a pump spell. But yeah, the comparison is solid. Mm-hmm. All right, back to one drop. Sorry, that's okay. I was like, Wait a minute, that's the same card, but so, different. So there's like two more one drops in red. There's a goblin that's. Um, a little bit like a, you know, a gutter snipe, or they they've been making them more at two mana lately. The archers, where they, every time you cast a non-creature spell, you can ping your opponents. It's thermo alchemist. Thermo alchemist, but yeah. without yeah. three or Kessig flame breather. Yeah, so they have a one drop now, where it's a one one haste. I'm sorry, this one I don't know the name of James. Uh, it's a one one haste, and then it comes in with an oil counter, and you can pay one and tap it and remove an oil counter to deal one yeah. damage to your saw blade scamp. Saw blade scamp, exactly. Right. Oh, sorry, it doesn't come down with an oil counter. No, it but doesn't. It's very an, slow. You get an oil counter whenever you cast a non-creature spell. Oh, and it doesn't cost a mana. Sorry. Anyway, so it just taps to deal one to each opponent. That's kind of nice as a target. Um, but you also, ha- it's on a 1-1 one, one haste. Like, it is a Raging Goblin. So, again, does something on turn one. Can attack every time that you have a pump spell. And offers you some some edge in the late game right so one drops are good in this format is what i'm hearing you want like a couple of them at least well it's just the the one drops i think the the truth is that the one drops are a bit better because kind of the two and three drops are so solid like you don't really want to have a plan of doing tap land tap land divination 
okay, I'll play magic on turn four. Like you really want to have a plan of playing a two drop and playing a three drop or playing like on three, you're playing a pump spell and a one drop. Like that's because of like, let's talk about Titanic growth, right? Like this is a reprint, but it's kind of, I don't know. I think it's living its best life in this format. So one and a green for plus four, plus four at instant speed actually gets played sometimes in like, it's sort of like, the budget solution day if you can't get enough might of old croesus like i've i've set people into battle at fnm playing infect with this card mm -hmm. because it's like okay we're sold out of ground swells but i can sell you this it's only 10 cents it's one more mana but it still does four poison mm -hmm. and you know this is just exactly what it looks like it's like worse than giant growth most of the time but it's you know you're saying four is that magic number and so like as long as you have even one more toughness than them to begin with you know this is going to take out a creature it's like a green doom blade um and i think it yeah the the existence of this thing plus the red one in red you can get uh now i don't have this card memorized it's not a reprint but it's plus, plus three, three plus, plus one. one and then you also kind of draw a card like you exile the top card of your library and you can mm -hmm. play it until the end of i think your next turn which is like that's pretty powerful that's not like this turn thank you blazing crescendo so the plus one uh, toughness on this one, that that to me is almost the most egregious part, right? Like you're mm -hmm. you're gonna replace itself. You might you might be casting on turn two and then you flip a four drop, but if you flip a land, you know that can just be your land drop for next turn. So you can have played a land already and then blazing crescendo, and then next turn you play the land off the blazing crescendo. Otherwise, you know, hopefully you can cast whatever spell it is. But yeah, you get you get an extra toughness, which is not quite as good as first strike but still maybe ends up resulting in the same trades well there's you mentioned one drops being good and we talk about like you know the x1 and one drops are good and there's a lot of things with one toughness in this format right like right. it's you're it's very easy to suddenly change combat math if you're not trading an x1 for an x1 right exactly yeah the um that might bring us around to the removal even yeah. at this point. Um, although there is one more one drop that I wanted to talk about, Great, which is yeah. the black one okay. with Toxic One and Death yes, Touch. Yes, and Death Touch. Uh, something like... Oh, uh, Skull Dweller? Skull Dweller. Bilious Skull Dweller. Bilious Skull I had two in my uh, pre-release pool. It does yeah. have a gross name. Uh, good card. <laughs> I mean, it's an uncommon, so hopefully it will be in limited. But yeah, uh, dropping one of these on one is a statement. Yeah, it does the same work that Crawling Chorus does in the early turns, getting your opponent's first poison counter on them, maybe another mm -hmm. one, and then obviously offers to just like sit there and trade against whatever mm -hmm. your opponent does, a la Typhoid Rats. Really solid card. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure if this will end up in any Constructed Homes, but it seems like enough words on a card that I'd be like, yeah, I can play this in Constructed Yeah, yeah, I can actually out. sleeve this one up. Yeah, it seems fine. Um, yeah. Also, for one black mana in, in common, this is the kind of card I would normally just put aside and like not consider but whispers of the dross mm -hmm. uh for one black mana instant target creature gets minus one minus one until end of turn and proliferate and it seems good also gets proliferate so like there's a bunch of ways to proliferate for one mana in this set which is kind of new and exciting um and this is, doesn't put a counter on it so it, it's not like a black shock or anything it doesn't do two points of of toughness subtraction it's just that one point of toughness subtraction is pretty good in this environment mm-hmm mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe they've blocked a three three with their pes with their pesky two four, and you get to get them. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. 
or they get to get you because that- you attacked a three three and they're better. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's plenty of that. Plus, like just a bunch of the creatures that you might lose the game to, especially in the early turns or whatever. Like just one toughness. I saw a lot yeah, of. There's a oh, three. Th- sorry, there's a three-one green creature that's with toxic, toxic two, two. That's really like God. You have to get rid of that. Toxic two is a fast clock, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an elf. Yeah, branchlight stalker. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, just a very pretty card too. Yes. Best looking blade in some time. Yeah, no, it's very handsome. There, green has a bunch of creatures with more toxic than they should. We brought up the haste one earlier. There's also an uncommon that was fairly popular. Everyone was grabbing. Um, it's got, uh, again, some kind of gross name, but it's a 4-4 for four, four, four with toxic three. And when it ETBs, you can pay two to proliferate. Right. So it's an, it's an optional right, right. proliferate. You have to, you'll have to have six mana at, at one shot. Thank you. Venomous Brutalizer. I drafted this and then I never drew it in any of my games and got stomped. Hmm. I Yeah, I haven't gotten to cast it yet either. 4-4 um, four, four for 4, Toxic 3. To me, it doesn't seem a whole lot better, but I guess it's like a... a it's the same card that little, we liked before, but oh, it's one mana cheaper. And I know, but it doesn't haste. have haste, so it just still does the Toxic 3 and the attack in the same turn, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's it blocks as a 4-4, four, four, but then the option to pay 2 to proliferate, that's pretty hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it's a live draw late game, mm-hmm. right? If you've got your opponent's Toxic 9. Yeah, nine exactly. Nine encounters. Yeah. yeah. Um, just having a whole bunch of proliferate cards in your deck is a lot easier in this format, I think, mm-hmm. than it was in New Phyrexia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, we we can talk about removal. Yeah, let's I talk think. about removal more. Uh, yeah. The, uh, there's a lot of it. There and is a lot it's, of removal, yeah. It is okay, in my opinion, but there is a lot of it, right? There's right. the black removal spell that is one black and uh, costs three extra. Okay, uh, yeah. Or sacrifices a creature. Right. Annihilating Glare. Alive. Thank you, Annihilating yeah. Glare. Um, or, yes, four extra, excuse me. Common black, five mana, kill whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this can come down kind of late, right? Like, um, you can be in some real trouble by turn five if you've hit all your land drops and are lucky enough to be playing this on curve without having to sack a creature. Um, I, yeah... It gets it gets its man, but I don't know, right? Like you, you sleeve these up. Yeah, it's it's playable for sure. Yeah, it's it's playable, but I'm not sure it feels great. There's not like a ton of free creatures and artifacts lying around. You know, mm-hmm. every deck doesn't have like a spare Icar Wellspring or something that it wants to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But your mites don't always do anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you know, just in the middle in the middle game, because you're playing one drops, even two for one in yourself, like a, a legit two for one, mm-hmm. sometimes is going to be fine if you've been kind of toe to toe with your opponent, and then they have some flyer you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the other sort of black common removal, it's, it's kind of surprising to me this one was a common, it's the Smother reprint, Anoint with Affliction. Oh, this card's mm. so good. Yeah, this card common. gets a lot of good stuff because you're like, oh, only mana three or less. It's like, that's so many good draws though. Yeah. So yeah, Exile Target Creature has mana value three or less. Um, pretty intense upgrade on Smother, honestly, and a common. Mm-hmm. And Corrupted, Exile that creature instead of its controller has three or more poison counters. And yeah, it's an instant for one and one black, two mana. So this is like, you can just kind of pad your deck with these if you get them, and that sort of shores up your early game plan against everybody. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, it's, I, it's I like instant. this a lot. Yeah, it kills all the early stuff. And then most decks will have some toxic. So later on, it just is like, you know, un, un, unchecked removal, right? Mm -hmm. um, so this one's very good. Actually, is this a cycle of two oh. mana instants with a corrupted clause? Ooh, uh, because maybe. I also want to talk about bring the ending. Okay. Which is um, one in a blue for, it, it's miscalc. Okay. Right. Uh, but with a set mechanic. Right. So bring the ending one in a blue instant counter target spell unless it's controller pays two. And corrupted, that spell is countered uh, if the opponent has three or more counters. Right. Counter any spell. If, yeah. Counter uh, any spell. Yeah. Uh, I honestly like this. Uh, yeah, seems blue, fine for limited environment. People yeah. were saying that blue was weak in limited, and I don't know, being able to say no to your opponent's two drop if you are, you know, on the play <laughs> right. uh, is is powerful, right? It can really wrong foot your opponent. It can throw off a lot of game plans. And then also just being able to uh, get rid of their late game plays because back when I came back to Magic, Mana League was big. Because right. it it got your opponent's two drop, or it also got their Titan, right? right. Which they were trying to play on curve. Um, I don't know. I think I think there is a very good functional blue deck in this format. Yeah, I would agree. I, I'm I'm not putting blue at the bottom of the ranking or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, or if if I did, it's close so far. The other counter spell that has a interesting clause it's not the corrupted clause but um there's a cancel variant i don't mm -hmm. remember the name sorry but it's one and two blue for counter target spell if its mana value was three or less uh proliferate mm -hmm. so interesting use of like you know playing with the design space of countering earlier late plays right Re thank you james reject imperfection so uh, i had this in the deck yesterday and it was kind of neat like some sometimes you'll just fire it off against a spell that might you know because you're not usually playing too many cancels in a deck like i just had this mm -hmm. one counter spell in my whole deck and sometimes you had it and you're like okay i'm just gonna make sure there isn't another bomb on the other opponent's side and i'm gonna hold my advantage and chip away and win this game over the course of five turns or something and other times you're like okay they're just playing a bear that doesn't really do anything but i really want to proliferate right now like i'm yeah. gonna proliferate like four oil counters and your poison i have corrupted now and like i'm gonna draw two mm. off of this six drop i might as well mention that one now and then we'll, let's go back to talking about the removal but the uh in my plays yesterday often involved proliferating these this jellyfish there's some sort of oh, gumazoa yeah. or esperzoa esperzoa yeah. something, something like that yeah. yeah so there's a six mana four for flying it's six mana so i'm gonna play this in every deck but um it's a 4-4 flying Phyrexian jellyfish. Thank you. Watchful Blister Zoa. Uh, and yeah, it comes in with an oil counter. And when it dies, you draw cards equal number of oil counters on it. So this is kind of like one of the cutest sort of proliferate targets where you're actually just proliferating cards drawn. Unless they exile it with all the things that do that. Or, yeah. or just tap it down. There's a mm. bunch of ways to stop uh, the Blister Zoa from drawing them cards, but... We'll talk about that later. I guess we could segue back into blue removal. Hmm. I, I actually really like this one. You just get a free uh, proliferate on, um, what is it, dehydration or trapped in, the, trapped in the floorboards or whatever. Like one blue blue for enchantment, enchant creature. When this yeah, enters the, the battlefield, tap the creature. Mesmerizing dose. Thank, Thank you. Mesmerizing yeah. dose. What is the first one of these? Can anyone remember? Encrust? 
Encrust, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. There was a card from like the 90s called Dehydration, oh, but it was right. four mana. They started always making this three mana and tacking on the tap mm -hmm. enchanted creature thing. I feel like it was in... It was, it was in like other... M something. Maybe, like, yeah, but it was M... also in Innistrad. There was yeah. something in Innistrad that was like a creepy version. But yeah, Encrust. Mm -hmm. See, Encrust doesn't tap it. Right, right, right. It just, but it does say its activated abilities can't be activated, which is neat. That's different. Yeah, I, I actually play Encrust in my Popper Commander deck. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it stops like various weird activated yeah. abilities. I guess. Yeah. Awesome. That's almost more important than untapping a creature in Commander, honestly. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, this seems like a design space that they really are comfortable with. Yeah. Um, it's like this card is like never seen constructed play and. Yeah generally isn't even a really high pick because sometimes there's like a one blue mana removal spell that's similar or mm -hmm. like just shrinks the toughness and people prefer that one or whatever. So anyways, I had a good time with Mesmerizing Dose where you just get to take out a creature and then proliferate for free. I had a cre I had an opponent with three of those. Okay. Brutal. And they, but the problem is what I found, I won that game even though they had three, sure. uh, is because a lot of my creatures still did things. Right, oh, I see. like I, you like you have like the plague, the plague nurses, and the right. green black things. See, that this have one doesn't stop abilities. activated abilities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, well that's vaguely annoying. But you can mesmerize and dose my shatter gang brothers all you want. I'll yeah. just keep still keep blowing up your stuff. Yeah, I think at one point I got my slaughter singer mesmerizing dosed. Oh, okay, which you know doesn't do much. Yeah. Yeah, I I would have preferred it that it wasn't, but it didn't completely shut down the card. Yeah. Um. Also, there is a lot of sacrifice in this set. Okay, I haven't run into a ton of it. Yeah, but I mean, it exists. There's, it a, exists. Common, there's a common black creature that you can just a do a free sacrifice. Yeah, yeah has, and then the, right. the black removal spell. Oh, right, right. The one you showed us earlier. Yeah. Right? The one, um, one. Okay. So this works, um, but there's it is there's counterplay for it, right? Yeah. It is, th this creature still exists, and it can be. Um, used as an asset yeah mesmerizing dose i would i'm not saying is a bomb or even a first mm -hmm. pick or anything it's just i don't know it's part of the power creep or whatever but but not at the same time like there weren't a lot of proliferate cards that made it in any constructed decks from new phyrexia right or the whole scars of mirrored and block like maybe a little bit in the standard environment back then but not mm -hmm. a ton um and none that have like really shown the test of time to stand up to like you know 2020 mm -hmm. designed cards and so now they just have proliferate for cheap or free a bunch and it's nice to see because, like, if you put it on a card like Mesmerizing Dose that's otherwise pretty uninspiring, then suddenly you kind of feel like you're getting something back out of your, your mm -hmm. late picks and gluing your deck together. So I like that about it. Another proliferate removal spell that's a, actually a good card, um, I think it's called Drown in Icker. Or yes. Icor. That card yeah. is very good. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like a Mesmerizing Dose, but if it worked out. Um one and a black for a sorcery. Target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn and proliferate. You get so much more for that one extra mana. It's like, it's just a Whispers of the Dross for four. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. Um, although it's a sorcery. So I guess Whispers yeah. of the Dross is uh, a little better than this card. Turns out weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I This card is like, I think if you're in, I think if you're in black, this is like probably first pickable because like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. like if you're already in black, Right? Yeah, I don't and know if it's like, pack one, pick one, but no. it could be two, honestly. And pa some packs, I might take the Drown and Nicker before anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if you're already in black, this is a very highly rated card. You want as many of these as you can get your hands on, I think. But I mean, that's a, you know, it's premium removal. Yeah. Two mana. Um, but like, I do find that there's a lot of removal in this format in general. 
right? Things are trading. Things are going back and forth. I found that like when I was playing yesterday while we're on the removal chat, just seems like I would be like, okay, my opponent's got a creature and I've got, but I've got more creatures. And then like, but they were just like every time my opponent had the answer is like how I felt like I had lots of stuff being like removed or like combat tricked or just killed outright. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, maybe just the total number of removal spells or whatever in this set, you're going to have lots of games where it's like, you play a thing, they kill it. You play a thing, they kill it. You play a thing, they kill it. Or or worse, they play a thing, you play a thing. They kill your thing. They kill your thing yeah. and attack with the first thing and then yeah. you just keep doing that, you know, yeah, every turn it, until you lose to Toxic. Yeah, and it feels like it's very hard to sort of recover from that tempo play. Tempo play is important in this format. Yeah, the one drops are good. The one drop removal spells are good. Two drops, obviously, also very good. Mm. Um, yeah, and in a format where there's this much removal, I found that I actually really w wound up liking the Black Skull Bomb. Yeah. The Skull Bomb, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like, just an unearth effect. Or a disentomb? What? It's Raise yeah. Dead, yeah. Raise Dead. Raise yeah, dead. three mana Raise Dead, plus you draw a card, and then one more mana, draw a Skull Bomb uh, to cast it. So, yeah... I like all these skull bombs, even just cycling mm -hmm. them for two mana, just to uh, smooth your draw out and cheer your land drops. Maybe get some value off sacrificing an artifact. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, get put another counter on your fuseling, possibly. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> the other thing you can do with them is you can play them early, let your opponent try to figure out, you know, how you having access to the skull bomb ability is affects their plays. They spend a little bit of mental energy and then at the end of turn four or whatever, you're like, okay, this is a card. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I don't, I don't need to raise dead. Um, yeah. I'm really, really big fan of this one. Also back on the removal side, the, um, the blue one, uh, the serum spell bomb, uh, surgical spell bomb, surgical spell mm -hmm. bomb, really hot three mana unsummon any creature, only at sorcery, but, yeah. and draw a card. Um, this thing is this thing is wild. Like this uh, thing sucks <laughs> yeah, to play I mean, against because you're like, oh no, now I have no good blocks. Right. Well, it's 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 kind of like uh, Into the Royal. Yeah. Well, right? it's funny though that you know in Into the Royal where you only have to spend the first mana for the opponent to know that you're going to Into the Royal them, mm -hmm. and it's like then that kind of like shapes the game or like mm -hmm. affects the way they play or maybe just like they get to know that they're dead a turn early. So you just like have, we have some surgical skull bombs in play sometimes. And then your opponent can see just like, that was early, wasn't it? You know? And then you, you maybe examine the board again. It's like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh, they, right. were, they were just dead on board. Oh, right. Yeah. And th those are the funniest concessions to get. And, uh, I'm still not, a you know, I'm not so good at the game. Definitely still mm -hmm. that it doesn't still just happen to me regularly where my opponent has done the math and knows that like I have lethal, but I haven't been thinking about that. I've just been thinking about like how I'm going to deal with their creatures and sure the skull bomb keeps something off the board for one turn, but I don't always process as quickly as my opponent that like, yeah, you only need one turn of your opponent's creatures not being there to attack them to death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I've definitely had the games where, you know, you draw a lightning bolt off the top and you think, okay, well, Right, I can, I can. This lets me swing in this turn because I can trade off and then lightning bolt their blocker, and then you know next turn I might be able to get in for lethal. Meanwhile, they're they're at three life. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, red has a shock. That's uh, the three mana proliferate. shock. Uh, there's that one too. It's got a yeah. It's got the three mana. That one does three damage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got volt charges back. Yeah, volt, volt charge is a reprint. Was, yeah, yeah, from, from New Phyrexia. Yeah, exactly. There was a cycle of these. Or oh, maybe, yeah. Just like I, instance I just, that proliferate or something? I or? remember the black one, which was uh, 
I remember the black one, which was to give uh, two minus one minus one counters to something and then proliferate. Or one minus one minus one counter, I think. But which I love. Yeah. I love that card. Um, but yeah, the, the return of Volt Charge, I was very happy to see. Yeah. Magmatic Slash is the one drop. Right. I, I was going to say, so it deals two damage to a creature, but four damage if the creature had Toxic. Yes. So or this hex gold slash hex gold slash exactly. This is like the theme of the the Mirans kind of like fighting still against the Phyrexians. They're few in number at this point, but there's still some holdouts. Yeah, all the all the absolute. Everybody in this movie is like, or everybody left is in a, is like the is like in a predator movie essentially at this point. But all of the weak people have already been killed off. This is an entire crew of like, you know. Arnie's and stuff like that. Just the most badass members left from yeah, the original exactly. population of this yeah. already pretty harsh climate, right? This like Mirrodin. Yeah, Mirrodin was not a pleasant place to live, like, I, want, yeah. I want to say. The like, first Mirrodin set back in whatever, 2004 or something? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's just monsters and really hardened humans and wizards that yeah, live here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And robots, obviously. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, you, you, you know, the, the Quicksilver Sea wasn't an especially less toxic place than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like oh, wh wh what what happened to Dave? Oh, heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. Know. Yeah, I feel like everybody who already lived on Mirrodin was like uh, much further along the uh, the Mad Max end of the spectrum yes. than the average citizens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, oh, I like that a lot. That yeah. Mirrodin started off as kind of like, what if Mad Max, but there was no leather? It was just metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that might have been from a design notes file. Who knows? Yeah. It's yeah. like, what if Dark Sun was less pleasant? <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, Hexcold Slash showing off one of, you know, Jorkadine's um, cadre taking out a Phyrexian. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Jorkadine just leading the absolute, you know, toughest of the tough that are left there. Mm -hmm. um, Great artwork, too. Yeah, you know, it's just, this is one of the ones to be aware of because it's one mana. Often there's a shock in the format. This one will take out almost all of the toxic creatures. Uh, and then green has... Uh, like Dragon Punch or Bear Punch is back. Ruthless Predation, a common. Yeah, it's plus, plus one, one plus, plus two, and then target fight. creature deals damage. The, no, this fights. one's a fight, yeah, but it yeah. also, also the... has a bite. Yeah, yeah. uncommon, yeah. you can get a punch instead of a fight. So they, it's just, just make sure you're aware of that. This mostly only matters if you're the green player. But yeah, at common, you can get a sorcery speed fight, meaning they both deal damage. And then at uncommon, I can't remember There's what it's called. It, I think it has it's, bite in the name. Yeah. Uh, uh, it might be a reprint even. No, but it's like Necrotic Bite or something like yeah, that. Yeah, anyway, for one and a green at instant, you can just get your creature deals damage to and your creature, but it doesn't improve their stats. There's also a common green um, Death Infectious Touch creature. Bite. Oh, okay, with yeah. his, uh, Which is... Uh, Thank you, Infectious Bite. Good with both of these cards. It's like 1-3 uh, okay. Toxic 1. Uh, the Basilisk. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Basilisk. Three mana, one, three, Death Touch, Toxic One, right? Mm -hmm. Which you, I'm like, at first I was like, ugh. And then I ran it a couple times. I was like, you know what? This card kind of gets it done. It looks like a spider, right? You see three mana, one, three, and then Death Touch, and you think the next ability is going to be Reach. But no, it's it's just decent at attacking and great at blocking. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't have Reach. There is a spider, however, another one, three, in common and green. Oh, Copper Longlegs. Yeah, Copper Longlegs. For only two mana, you can have a Phyrexian Spider, one, three, Reach, with Pay 2, Sacrifice This, and Proliferate. And then, 
you know, if you see your opponent doing that or making a weird swing with it, it's probably because they're about to play the the Nimrazer Paladin. Right. The next turn in black, there's a five mana four four that brings back uh, a creature with mana value. Is it two or less? It might be three or three less. Three or less. Three or less. This, this card's also very has toxic good. too. So that's a pretty common play pattern you'll see among the Golgari decks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Nimrazer Paladin was actually something I wanted to highlight again because, yeah, um, Ray's dead. I I really enjoy like yeah. Uh, this is kind of like, uh, you know, we often see Gravediggers mm -hmm. in limited environments, which are usually playable, but this one is good, too. Like, this this hits quite hard. Yeah. Um, it's not going to bring back anything super exciting. I mean, it, but... can, it can bring back a Flensing Raptor. Oh. Yeah? Yes. Black-white is good friends. Uh, I really like playing Black White and Flensing mm -hmm. Raptor. You mentioned that earlier is a sort of a powerful three drop. Yeah, that's one of the ones we saw a lot. We saw a lot of Flensing Raptors and Basilica Shepherds uh, during mm. our run of the um, the Fam Jam yesterday, and I wouldn't mind talking about both of them. These are White Flyers at common. So Flensing Raptor is a three mana two two flying with Toxic one, and when it enters the battlefield, another target creature you, you control with Toxic gets plus one plus one and gains flying until end of turn. Mm -hmm. So jumping, you know, it just helps your other toxic creatures get evasion. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't pump them a whole lot, but I, what do you want? It's already just a wind drake. You're possibly yeah. getting two poison counters onto them at that point, yeah. which well, is I mean, huge. Yeah, like the, I think the dream here is crawling chorus into slaughter singer into flensing raptor. Sure, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, watch out for that. So then you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah. you're crawling chorus is going to put two poison counters on them and like four damage or something, or is it oh, it's three damage, I guess, if you do that, that mm -hmm. play pattern. And then after that, your Flensor app will start attacking for three and toxic one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Pretty scary bird. Also just obviously made of so many teeth. Speaking of Basilica shepherd a little later down the curve. So it's five mana. So it's like, you know, not the highest priority in draft. Got to make sure you, you shore up your low end first, I would say in this format, but Great at closing the game out. Mm -hmm. Three three flying for five. Doesn't have toxic, but when it ETBs, create two one one colorless Phyrexian Might creatures with toxic and these can't block. So three bodies, mm -hmm. two toxic bodies, uh, for five mana. And just a, a pretty good five drop for an aggressive deck because um just being able to have a bunch of bodies on the board helps close out those last points of mm -hmm. damage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes you get into a situation where, you know, your opponent might have you know, you have all of these mites. They have a lot of poison counters, and they don't really want to take more. Um, and then they might—you might even trade a mite for a real card. Yep, I've seen it happen. There's there's mite, cards that make mites, but there's not a ton of other tokens um, running around. Oh, I will say actually, at uncommon, this is one of the things that makes tokens. It's a little slow, but it seems like almost all the ones that get opened in packs are getting played. So take that for what it's worth. Incubation sack, uh, one green mana artifact that comes in with three oil counters and pay four so that's a lot of mana but still remove an oil counter from the sack to make a three three colorless Phyrexian golem artifact creature token no toxic just a regular three three so a three three is annoying yeah a little little three three engine um i only got to cast this once in my deck that had it and my opponent blew it up immediately before i could make a three three wow so you know it, it is a lot of mana you can only do that at sorcery but I still give this card a pass. Like you, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna end up playing it. It's three three threes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it's Eventually, three threes in a bag. Yes, you have to pay thirteen mana for them, but like, 
it's a bunch of three threes. So yeah, you know, it's, it's nine power and toughness. It, it's got a plan for you to survive to to get the rest of the three threes out. And then if you're proliferating, you probably end up in a situation often enough with this card where it's like, yeah, I'm just keep making a three three every turn. Yeah, you know, until that's, you're that's until a I've lot. got enough three threes to attack. Yeah, yeah. that because that can really shut down the board. I've I found I've never really I've seen it go off once, but. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't always work. Obviously, it's a lot of mana, but powerful effect. Yeah. Spe- speaking of speaking of powerful effects that I've seen go off a lot, there's okay. a sorcery that makes a three three toxic beast, and then if somebody if it's cor- it has corrupted, so if they're corrupted, mm. you it has flashback. Yeah, so you, call of the herd. That yeah. that it's not called call of the herd, but no, but that is an, that is a very good card. Speaking of three three engines, no, I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had I had that one in the same deck as this. Which what's that one called? Um, Sorry, James. We don't know. Yeah. Ah, viral oh, spawning. Thank you, viral spawning. Yeah, we're really making James work today. Hmm. Um, so again, getting corrupted, not, not impossible. I don't know. It's like tough. It's tough to know how high up to rate the sort of fifteenth to twenty third cards that either have some kind of evasion and toxic, but not great stats, because there's a there's a couple of those, and then or the proliferate cards. So. I I still don't know entirely how to rate the corrupted cards, but most of them it's like, well, the front side without corrupted is still pretty good. Yeah. Like it's still this is still a three three for three. Yeah. I, I have not personally like I had in my limited experience have not found getting three poison counters on someone while I'm playing green to be particularly hard because it has a lot of and you're it's usually you're paired with white or black, which has evasive ways of getting poison counters on as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So I ha- I have like I have not one with poison, but getting three has not been like yeah. No, I want to agree. Hard. I want to say in my limited experience, only two drafts in, getting your first poison counter on your opponent is way harder than getting your third on. Right, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of three threes for three in green, you're going to see a lot of contagious Vorak there. I found the card name, James. This is a common pig. That's a three, three for three with an ETB that says, "Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a land from among them and put it in your hand." Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. But if you didn't reveal a card this way, proliferate. So it feels good either way. You Elvish Visionary and Centaur Courser got together. Yeah. Like you yeah. get to draw land from the top four cards of your deck yeah. on turn three and have a three three blocker. Like Oh, it's so good. This card rules. Yeah. So, Even if you whiff, you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, I mean it it draws a card, so it fits into the greedy, you know, slow get to the late game deck. But it's a three three for three, so it fits into the like hit you with goblins meatdown deck. Yeah, uh, let me stay alive until I can get to the greedy late game deck. Yeah. And obviously it can proliferate, so it fits into like the more hypertoxic strategies if that's what you want to do, or if you're in an oil deck. Uh this pig pretty much does it all. Yep. Yeah. Good pig. Good pig. Uh, a plus. Do we want to talk about the Boros stack? Sure, yeah. Uh, I actually wasn't able to put it together, but I was sitting next to Adam as he did, and Adam just killed people over and over again. Right. I got um, killed by a Boros deck. Yeah. Was uh, it lots I, of equipment? I have relatively, like, I, I was killed by one once, um, and yeah, it was brief. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I turns- don't know. I, I look forward to trying to play the Boros deck at some point because it seems good. Yeah, I, I died to a Boros deck where my opponent could turn any of their creature into a 4-4 double strike. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm dead. It took a while to, I, like, I was really hanging on because I was playing green, so I had a lot of big butts. But eventually I was like, no, we're, this is, we're over. So we talked about some pump spells earlier. Um, White, I believe, does also have one for one mana. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a plus two plus two for one white with some other text. Uh, I can't remember what that oh, one's called. It's, uh, it is like, it's the one with Elspeth and, and a Johnny fighting yeah. on it. Okay. And if, if, if the, if the creature is toxic, you get to proliferate, I think. Okay. I think, I don't know. That's all right. Anyways, what matters is that like there's multiple double strikers in Boros. Yes. Mm-hmm. The uh, there's a white uncommon regular double striker with toxic one called Jawbone Duelist. Mm-hmm. Um, this deck, I don't know if the Boros deck cares that much about the toxic. If there's you probably instantly play some corrupted cards, but it's more used to winning with regular damage. I think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's this thing. And then there's also Bladehold War Whip, which is like the signpost mm-hmm. uncommon. Yeah. Um, is that what it's called? Did I say it right? Is it Bladehold War Whip? I don't know if it... Oh, it is! Yeah. Like Nicely Hero of Bladehold. Yeah. Well, I'm no, I was more just thinking like Bladehold War Whip. Right? Uh, so this is a three mana 2-2 two, two double strike with more abilities. Uh, it makes your other abilities cheaper. Sorry, it's not really that. If you're listening, it's one red-white for an artifact equipment with four Mirrodin, uh, which means when this enters the battlefield, you make a 2-2 two, two, and then attach this to it. So you cast it, you get a 2-2 two, two for free for, for it coming into play, and then this gives the equipped creature double strike. It equips for five, so after the four Mirrodin token dies or whatever, uh, and you want to re-equip it, it does cost five, but it makes other equip abilities um, cheaper by one generic mana. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so between this and Jawbone, you'll often have a double striker to put all of your other random equipments on. Um, and yeah, you probably want to keep the curve low unless there's something that obviously synergizes. Or maybe you play a Basilica Shepherd to get the extra bodies. But I'm not sure there's a ton of extra, like kind of info about this deck other than it's good like, yeah yeah you're going to run into this deck and it's going to do the things that you expect like play those cheap removals we talked about earlier play these double strike creatures mm-hmm. play a couple of pump spells play a bunch of equipment mm-hmm. it's a fine strategy yeah. yeah no it works very well yeah. if you have this there's some bad equipment like the bardiche is like not good and stuff like that like right. the one that's like a five drop okay like a four two or something like that it's like yeah. eh, not great but like the cheap equipment is good. Yeah. So it's weird how good the like two mana plus one minus one one is. I can't remember what that's called. Yeah, that one is good. When, when I first analyzed that card, when I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, weird skull clamp. It's like skull clamp is still around, but doesn't do skull clamp things anymore because they're not allowed to. But actually, it's a four Mirrodin card. So this card is just a three one for two that leaves behind an equipment that like maybe not all of the creatures in your deck can even use. But you have a bunch of equipment in your deck, so it's like another piece of equipment yeah. that can slap onto something once you've got enough Im- toughness. Imagine on. putting that on a Basilica Shepherd. Yeah, now you've got your attack for two four in there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's brutal. Or if you need to, you can put your Frexian mites into the wood chipper to put more oil counters on your Necrosquito. <laughs> true, true, I suppose. That's probably not a very likely situation, I, but it's possible. I mean, yeah. Sorry, James, this is a red common for one and a red uh, that we're talking about, and it has for Mirrodin. Barbed Batterfist, that's Barbed it. Barbed Batterfist. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cheap it's, and it's good. You know, this tends to happen whenever there's a good Boros deck. Like in Call Time, there were a bunch of equipments that I thought... Well, I mean, maybe I'm just still completely missing the boat in this, but I never really liked that treasure pick, whatever it was in call time, which is like two mana attaches for one. The creature gets plus one plus one. And then they also, um, 
you get you get a treasure token whenever you deal damage with that creature to a player. Yeah. You remember this? And everybody else played that. And de- mm-hmm. I played it in the Boros decks, but it's just sort of like when there's a good Boros deck, sometimes any piece of equipment, if the as long as the man the the stats uh, the stat increases don't have to be much. In fact, this one offers you a stat increase net of zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the equip costs are cheap, uh, it turns out that those cards make the cut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, maybe this isn't really um, uh, skull clamp alike. This is like the grafted war gear at home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Sure. That's maybe more of what, what the art is showing us, right? Uh, although it has batter in the name, too. Maybe it's like yeah. a piece of the batter skull they picked up. Ooh. Just one, just one blade. We'll turn that into like a, you know, a sleeve or a, a gauntlet or something. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, any favorite decks from what you've played so far? I personally have enjoyed white black the most because I like those colors but also it gives you a good combination of low aggressive early plays and some higher end stuff so you don't get completely run over like yeah, there's the, a uh, no, sorry go ahead oh yeah there's a there's a three four for four in white and I don't remember what it's called but it lets you bounce something to your hand oh, if yeah. you and you get a mite out of it a indoctrination yeah. attendant there's that, a lot of these in people's decks this is yeah. a great stop sign it also gets toxic on if you need to so like it kind of has to be blocked at some point um, and there's the white uh, black signpost uncommon. I bounced mm. one of those with this and right. felt I was like, I am living the dream. Yeah, bounce your yeah. your uh, Nim Razor Paladin two or whatever, or the black white. What's the black white signpost called? Some other uh, evangel evangelist vivisection evangelist. Right. So this is obviously a real nightmare. Mm-hmm. You have those last two cards in your deck. I I bounce I bounced this back and then my opponent like scooped. They were like, nope. I can't handle you killing two of my things in a row. Right. So yeah. if you haven't caught Vivisection Evangelist yet, congrats. But uh, three white black for a 4-4 four, four Vigilance with just Corrupted. So it doesn't doesn't have an ETB if their opponent at all, if the opponent doesn't have Corrupted. So you need to get three Poison Counters on them. But when it enters the battlefield, if they have three Poison Counters, destroy target creature or Planeswalker in opponent controls. That's very powerful. Pretty great thing to bounce back to your hand or get back from your graveyard. If you got little flensing raptors and mites running around and crawling courses that might trade off for a real card early and still leave a body behind or something like that, this yeah. this is this is likely to get turned on. So this is like the fanciest, coolest thing you can do with that deck. But um, yeah, don't pick this highly. Pick it up and like. Well, well, I mean, I, you I think, think you the evangelist could... could be a first pick. I don't know. It's a signpost on common. Yeah, I, I th- suppose, but yeah. then like it just does stone nothing unless you have a very reliable way of getting that poison on. Yeah, that's fair. But if you get the crawling choruses and the flensing raptors and stuff, you'll, yeah. you'll get three poison counters. Mm-hmm. Um, we, sorry, we mentioned like four colors of removal and white has great removal too. Yeah. Um, ossification is... Ossification so good. Is, is it the uncommon? Because there's oh, there's a common yeah. and an uncommon for one and a white enchantment remove a creature. There's a, there's a pacifism at common. And then, yeah, there's this exile card at uncommon. So this is like a journey to nowhere. Uh, one and a white enchant basic land you control. When it ETBs, exile target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls until this leaves the battlefield. But you put it on a basic land, so I don't even know what in the set can. I don't. You can you can disenchant the ossification. Yes. But you're not getting two for one or anything. So the difference between this and Journey to Nowhere is pretty slim. Um, and then also one in a white gets you like a pretty good pacifism with planar disruption. And because it, it hits activated abilities too, which is really good. Yeah, it's actually the, both these cards are. are very good. good for white removal like that like this is like just arrest for two mana 
where you know usually to shut down activated abilities you had to pay three mana i think before this card unless you're counting like all the exile removal like if it's an aura mm -hmm. that shuts down activated abilities i can't think of what the most recent card let me know in the comments if there's already been a two mana arrest before this one appreciate that so yeah you in black and white you get like just a fantastic array of removal mm -hmm. um plus as you were saying of course the good mix of early toxic creatures cam do you have a favorite deck you played yet uh, well, to be honest, it was usually whatever my opponent was on. Oh, you just really liked the various things that yeah, I, your opponent you, showed you that were slaughtering you? I, yeah, I, awesome. I, I felt very Phyrexian as I admired the purity with which my opponents destroyed me, methodically, yeah. or, you know, in great gouts of violence. <laughs> That's sweet. My, the coolest thing I saw one of my opponents do was... Actually, there's two, but the one I want to talk about first is just back to that exuberant Fuseling. There's another card that's, I think, only one red and puts an oil counter on something that you control every upkeep. It's like an engine oh, or yeah. a forge or something like that. Oh, yes. What's yeah. this one called? It's an uncommon. One red. Churning Reservoir. Yeah. Uh, one red artifact. The beginning of your upkeep, put an oil counter on another target, non-token artifact or creature you control. And then if an oil counter was removed from printing control this turn or a permanent with an oil counter was put in a graveyard, you can pay two and make a one one. So this this combos with this combos with um your uh, uh, uh the, the goblin, the it's not thermo alchemist, it's yeah. one one. Yeah. Yeah. These are like best friends. Yeah, combos with that one and the other one red mana goblin that just gets bigger. Yeah. Or your necrosquito, right? You can just like grow your necrosquito for free every turn. Speaking of oil and interesting things I saw, I saw an amazing thing. Thing is, uh, there's a card called Magmatic Sprinter. It's a three-two, and when it comes in, you put two oil counters on something, and then you pounce it back to your hand unless you remove two oil counters from something. So it's basically like free oil every turn, and it has haste. Yeah. So like, it's very powerful. Yeah, Adam drafted like six of these in that second blue-red deck. I bet. Yeah, or I think he took three, but then it's like he could have gotten a lot. There's a lot of the draft, and but they were tabling, and so the word on this card is like. It's still up for controversy, it seems like. I'm not sure if everyone agrees that this is a good card because in a classical like red-green beatdown situation or whatever, you don't usually want to spend three mana on your creature every turn. But yeah, it's two oil counters that you can keep getting back every yeah, turn. Yeah. So as long as that's worth your three mana, this card seems like it's fantastic. Well, I mean, if you... if I, Well, I saw some very interesting stuff as my opponent came in, put oil counters on his thing that was, could do damage. Um, whatever that card is called, and then, uh, you know, got in for a quick and easy attack because I could not profitably block a 3-2 at that point. I right. would have been chumping it uh, and uh, then brought it back. So he got like four oil. Nice. So that's yeah. great for an oil deck. Yeah. And, you know, if you just combine it with like a pump spell or something so that as long as, you know, once you've got five mana, you know, maybe, maybe the first time you play it, it, it has a good attack. And then next turn you do something else. Then the third turn... Uh, you can play it and you have two mana, so they're just trades with whatever's blocking it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can you can definitely get your mana's worth out of this card. Mm -hmm. You set it up right. My favorite uh, game from yesterday was like 25 minutes long. <laughs> so I've only drafted monocolor decks so far. My green deck went three and three, but my blue deck, I think is six and two. I think I have one more shot to get my blue deck to, to seven Ooh. wins, but it's mono blue. And, it, and it's a lot of proliferating oil counters. And I ended up in a mirror match, but my opponent had Unctus, uh, who's like the new Grand Architect. Grand Meditect. Meditect, yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Unctus. So I had some traditional draw spells, like cards that just like say, draw some cards. Um, but the opponent 
was just looting and it felt like I was getting buried under the value of them always having their best answer for everything I played for a while. But we were, we were back and forth. I, I had some removal for his stuff and I, or, or their stuff. And I just had like a two, five on the ground and a four, four in the air. And we we're staring at each other. And <laughs> eventually after like, we had gone through almost the entirety of our deck. I was able to use the uh, Tamiyo as a mobilizer to just tap some of their creatures, forcing them to loot more than they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then at this, this was going on for a while. They only have like eight cards left in their library. And then they, uh, they conceded after a flunge that was going to like mill them out mm-hmm. because their blue creatures, like it's not a may on Unctus. You have to draw a card and then discard a card. So they just didn't have enough, cards left in deck time which is like the total opposite to, to put a, a button on talking about games like this this is the weirdest game of uh phyrexia of all will be one i've seen yet partly because it went until past turn six um but <laughs> yeah that was i i've enjoyed the blue cards so far just a lot of like cantrips and prolif- proliferate and uh, oil counters the glistening seer i think for one mana is a good include and then the other one i really liked was uh for we saw a bunch of listings here from uh, Jim's deck at the the PPR, but mm-hmm. this is just a scry scry oil zero three for one, and then there's a another card that gets oil counters, one and a blue for a one three. So it always has a point of power. I'm gonna forget what this one's called, but it's a common. Oh, Icarus synthesizer. Yeah, synthesizer. this card's really annoying. Yeah, so it doesn't start with an oil counter, but it gets an oil counter whenever you cast a non-creature spell, and then if it has four or more oil counters, so that takes a while. Um, but then because a three, three unblockable, so that's pretty hot. And you know, you can cast on creature spells in instant speed. So sometimes you'll trick your opponents into making bad attacks. Mm-hmm. If you can like cast two spells or like it's a, the spell has proliferate. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the jewel of this deck, like the reason the blue deck was winning as much as it is that I had three, um, trawler drakes, uh, which is like mm. kind of like the new, um, what was it called? Uh, from Ikoria, one red, one blue. Doran, the perfect pet. <laughs> Bringing the name of this card. Sorry, it's like a really important is a card. Anyways, oh. it's a two mana one one that just has like prowess with plus one plus one counters instead of. Um, do I want to say Zephyr Drake? That's wrong. Sprite Dragon. Is that right? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah Sprite Dragon. Anyways, so Trawler Drake. Thank you. Yeah. So similarly to, to to Sprite Dragon, Trawler Drake, two two generic and a blue for a zero zero for Xene Drake with flying, enters with an oil counter and gets plus one plus one for each oil counter, just like the Necrosquito. But whenever you cast an on creature spell, you put an oil counter on Trawler Drake. So being able to play this and then cast like the instants that have proliferate and draw you a card or put a poison counter on your opponent. Hmm. Very good times. Yep. Just make make eight eight trawler drakes, kids. Hmm. If your opponent's Boros decks don't kill you before you can. Delicious. Yeah. Well, greasy, oily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, if you want to get yourself some greasy, oily cards that are also delicious. Yeah. Why not head on over to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR? Yeah. And you tell them we sent you and you'll send a, they'll send you a button and it says a pox upon the auto tapper. <laughs> That's the other thing about going monocolor. The auto tapper couldn't get me at all yesterday. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. All nice. my lands were oh. perfect. The the biggest brain. Yeah. Um, but just in general, I wanted to say, like, so far, uh, I've not been winning with this format a lot, but I've been losing in ways that intrigue me and make me want to play more. Excellent. That that That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I don't like losing, but I'm losing in ways that I feel I could use to kill my opponents. Nice. So, it's I mean, burning. yeah. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of people say that this format is bad after playing with it for a day. Um, it's confusing and hard. I I think it's a challenging format. Yes. I my my theory on it right now is that it's or my hypothesis is that it's challenging. It may yet prove to be bad, but. I don't know. I want to keep playing with it, which is more than I can say for some other formats. Exactly right. Oh, excuse me. I've enjoyed it, even though I have done worse than anybody else here. Because, yeah, it's I, I like learning new things. I like figuring things out. This has been tremendously helpful to me to sort of get an idea of what cards you guys are running. Because I feel like I understand the deck archetypes and what I'm supposed to do. I'm just not picking the right cards to do it. Which is, you know, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. If this was helpful, let us know in the comments below. Mm-hmm. And tell us what uh, cool things that you have discovered or what how you've gotten run over and demoralized. You know, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, I think this is about wraps it up for this episode of Tap Tap Concede. Uh, thank you so much to James, who's been running the board. Thank you so much, Cameron, for being here. Mm-hmm. Nelson. Thanks to our Patreon uh, subscribers yep. as well. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash loading ready run. Really appreciate the uh, constant support you give us. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. I've been Kathleen. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.